You're listening to the Limitless Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why, and what of creating limitless careers with me, Just Jazz. I'm a multi-passionate, wildly ambitious lover of tea and r and I'm also on a mission to guide more high achievers to the careers and lives they deeply desire through coaching. Yeah, you heard me, desire. No shame or secrets about it. Here, we boldly embrace ambition by owning, being, and doing more in our careers. And in each episode, we break down the barriers to creating something that will make you and everyone you know step back in awe while keeping it simple. So what are you waiting for? Let's dive into the episode. Welcome to this week's episode of the Limitless Career Podcast. I'm really, really excited to have another special guest episode today. And today I have Sheila Murray with me. Hi, Sheila. Hello. Happy to be here. How are you? I'm doing well. It's getting quite hot here in Denver, Colorado. Um, so we're managing with the heat out here. It's not even dropping below. I mean, in, in Fahrenheit, not below like 95 this whole week. So um, got out early this morning and that gave me some energy. Now I'm just hiding inside. (laughs) (laughs) So at the time of recording, definitely not at the time you folks are listening, but at the time of recording, it is the hottest day on record in London. So we are, we operate on Celsius. So it's 40, which we've never had before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So everything's freaking out. There's fires, the trains are cancelled, all of that stuff. I'm so so sorry. Yeah. So for the past two days, I've been starting work or getting into my air-conditioned office at like 6.30am and leaving after sunset. Um, So yeah, air conditioning is life at this stage, but enjoying lunch Mm -hmm. outside, taking very, very slow walks, hydrating, all of those good things. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited that we're able to have this conversation. For those that are listening, you're not to know this, but you're going to know it because I'm going to tell you this. We have rescheduled this so many times because I got <laughs> busy and then life happened. And then so like this conversation is so, so, so unbelievably overdue <laughs> that I I just can't contain myself. I warned Sheila before we hit record that I'm, I'm just going to be a curious cat, curious kitten on here because we're going to dive into some topics that we've both been learning about we've both been experiencing gaining some insight around really weaving into our work as as coaches as folks who help folks in personal development so we'll definitely get into our our nerdy bag (laughs) so to speak but before we do that I'd love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners Absolutely. And I am so excited to dive into this topic as well. It's one of my absolute favorites. Uh, My name is Sheila and Sheila Ann is my business. I am a women's life coach, a yoga instructor, and I also am an events um, retreat and experience leader um, for women and for communities. Oh, amazing. How did, how? How did all of this materialize? (laughs) What was your journey to this being your career? Yeah. um, So I really look at it as like three three or four different stages that happened, which was um, beginning out being a high achiever or hyper achiever, perfectionist, Mm. um, both like in my school years of really trying to prove myself to my teachers 
and in my sports life, um, being really hard on myself. And that kind of rippled out throughout college. Um, I remember the first time that a professor told me like, oh, are you a perfectionist? And I had never heard that label actually before. And it really opened my eyes to things because in some aspects I was, and I was very free form and people saw me as very chill. But when it came to doing my work, my work ethic, I was extremely, um, determined in doing everything exactly right. And what that meant for me was receiving feedback of you're doing a good job. So as you can see, this really came from school years and then you know, rippled out into my work life where I was seeing my whole self-worth wrapped up in how I was doing and what other people said or how other people thought that I was doing. So part one is really that journey of then entering the workforce and going into sales and account management. And I got so sucked into the culture of the grind. I saw myself, <laughs> if you had asked me back then, like what I had thought I would become, I would think of like, um, a woman in a, a power suit with a briefcase. And I think that's a beautiful thing. If that is still any of your dreams out there, go for mm. it. It is funny for me to consider that now, because as you can see right now, um, those listening won't be able to see, but I have like a plant in my background. I'm wearing like this blue dress. <laughs> I have this like funky chair, some plants behind me. My dog is usually sitting behind me. It's a very different picture. And I continue to try and convince myself daily that I was happy that I was doing what I wanted to do um, when I was in my sales and account management role because I felt powerful and I felt like I was doing things right. And I was, I was hitting my metrics and I was creating personal to professional development programs alongside my day job just for fun. And then I hit a point where I realized it was this wake up call. And there are a lot of different ways that people can achieve this wake up call. Sometimes it's kind of a slow burn. And sometimes like in my case, it's this, this all at once. And that was losing my mother, um, which happened quite surprisingly, um, to me, even though it was through cancer. And immediately after that, I knew that I needed to change something. And that's when I left my corporate job and, and my whole world really exploded in a beautiful way because I changed everything about myself. I changed my identity, right? When you're wrapped up in your work, that oh, yeah. becomes you. Even, like the lingo, <laughs> yeah, your pastimes, yes. you're, you're doing these hobbies and you're just like, do I even, how did I, what? Do I even like this? Yeah. <laughs> and like your coworkers or your friends and you're like, oh, I'm not going to have any friends once I leave. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. it feels like your whole social life is wrapped up in that as well. So that was the most massive change that I had made in so many years. And my husband and I started traveling. We traveled Europe for about five months, just backpacking and staying with friends. And that's mm -hmm. when I started interviewing coaches. So the journey yeah. really started when I, I was traveling and I was like, what do I want to do with my life? Um, and I started interviewing coaches and seeing if that was something that I was called to do, which in the end it was. And so once they returned from mm -hmm. that trip, I enrolled in, um, coaching school and that brought us to 2020, which is when I launched my business and a pandemic happened. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, there's so much I relate to in that. I definitely mm. thought I was going to be the power suit wearing, yeah. briefcase holding, corner office, glass box type mm-hmm. woman in stilettos. And I am the opposite. Like as we speak, I am just in like gym clothes and <laughs> trainers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even, you know, I, I mentioned like coming to my office where it's been hot. I've been coming into the office super early. Mm-hmm. Like my office has a multicolored rug and a yellow bean bag and like it has yeah. a flower pot it has, yeah. it's 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 vibes yeah <laughs> it's vibes here you know and even mm-hmm. though I am in like for all intents and purposes a, a shared working space yeah but that's the energy this yeah. is where I I do my career stuff this is where I coach my clients this is where I I manage the tech community that I manage all the magic mm-hmm. happens here looking completely different to what I thought it would and does that how does that feel like does that feel like you yeah Yeah. oh 100% it feels like Mm -hmm. me there's a sense of freedom you know I was even Mm -hmm. talking to a friend the other day a friend at work actually a work friend um and I was saying to her that like I need to get Grammarly on my work laptop because I've Mm -hmm. got it on my business laptop because I was just like between my day job and my business I am like writing a lot and I love writing and I'm good at writing, but I was like, I've got about two hours per day of quality writing in me until we start seeing some typos and I'm using (laughs) the wrong your and I'm using the wrong there. And it's, and it's all just going downhill from there. Right. So anybody listening, please do not take for granted when you open a newsletter from me, painstaking right because I love it I love to write I love to express myself in that way Mm -hmm. but it was one of those things where I was just like this is actually my life now like I I I write for a living and it's not in the way that I thought it would be which was I actually thought I'd be a journalist or I thought I'd be an author Uh Um, and when I think about those careers I'm like yeah no I couldn't do this on a deadline Like, oh, it's the deadline. Yeah. Oh, it's the deadline. There's some tension around deadlines. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also a sort of space where I, yeah, I'm a bit of a butterfly. My -hmm. career allows me to be that butterfly, whereas Mm -hmm. the career I envisioned for myself, and I did try it on for size when I was a trainee surveyor, it didn't fit. Mm -hmm. It felt like a box. And I get for some people, box equals safe. But to me, open space equals safe. Right, right. The box can mean structure, which can mean freedom. Mm-hmm. Like when we think about um, both ourselves and even like children, children actually can thrive within some sense of box or boundaries. Whereas yeah. then as we become uh, adults, we step into adulthood. Um, the butterfly doesn't need the jar. The butterfly <laughs> is just going to bang up against the sides of the jar. <laughs> like, Figure it out. Let me out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. So you were interviewing coaches and what was mm-hmm. what was the thing for you that said, this is something that I want to learn to do. This is a space that I want to create for others. Yeah. So I, as I mentioned, when I was working in sales and account management, I was creating all these professional personal development programs. And that came out of a place of Mm. listening to podcasts, reading books, being such a nerd for Mm self-improvement and for growing your career. And naturally I attracted a lot of 
people in the office who would take me out for coffee and say, Hey, I want to get like a, a promotion. Can you tell me how to do that? And so there was something that I think was in my aura. And I say in my aura because that was mm. not my job. Like I, and I didn't <laughs> run around saying I wanted to become like a career counselor, but yeah, there were a lot of people that would come to me because they could tell that I had a lot of knowledge and that I was a bit more gutsy, um, when I came into the office and I was so interested in actually women's hormones and nutrition and holistic health because of this whole health journey, which is another story. And I got really into movement and per- and I thought maybe I wanted to be a personal trainer. So as you can see, I was just mm. all over the place in the best way. I just want to help people. <laughs> I just want to help people in all the ways. And I was living in Boston, Massachusetts at the mm. time. My friend from LA came to visit and she said, my friend is a life coach. And I was like, what is a life coach? <laughs> because what I heard was, this is something that can be the container word for all of these things that I love to do, because I don't want to just be a personal trainer at that point. I, I don't, I'm not a personal trainer now. I'm a yoga instructor, but I was like, I don't want to just do that. I don't want to be a dietitian. I don't want to be a nutritionist. I don't want to be a, um, work in HR. I want all of these things. And, Mm. um, California happens to have, and Colorado too, where I live now happens to have a lot more coaches. It's more normalized, but that doesn't, didn't really exist at the time in the Boston area. Yeah. So that's what really kicked things off for me was actually hearing about it from a friend. And it was what I needed at that time, which was kind of some validation, right? I needed someone to be like, Mm. this is a thing that exists and people do it because I wasn't in a confident enough place where I could just say, I want to do all these things and I can make that happen on my own. So I think that was really important at that time. A hundred percent. And I think something magical happens when the high achiever meets the Mm multi-passionate. I can have this dynamic, multifaceted, multidimensional thing, Mm -hmm. because I think in that sense, it means that I probably say, I use myself as an example. When I had a more linear career, I threw all my eggs into that basket and felt so many high highs and low lows when it didn't quite work out. And I was just tunnel vision on it. And in Mm -hmm. some senses, having the two sides to my career, which is how I describe it, one career, just two sides, I might add some sides later on, who knows, allows me to feel somewhat lighter somewhat more expansive and the highs and the lows are no longer high highs and low lows because there's waves in both spaces right I might be quiet in business but I'm doing some super exciting stuff in the day job well the day job's a little bit quiet so I'm like spending time getting deeper and writing and and designing experiences in the business and it creates this ebb and flow that means that I then can feel quite balanced throughout because I'm not a feeling the roller coaster as much. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm not kind of getting travel sick. I'm not getting, you know, roller coaster analogy. I'm not getting that. It's a lighter ride, Mm -hmm. but also I'm able to explore more. It feels more expansive. I'm able to kind of experiment. I can get an idea. This is literally what happens to me when I go on holiday. I get an idea And then I have the conversation with myself as to whether I should do this in my day job or in my business. Wow. And that happens because what I have learned and been quite intentional about 
some of you, depending on how long you've listened to the podcast, the role that I was in before was very similar to your Sheila, where mm-hmm. I was account manager. I was a customer success manager. I train you, I keep you happy. I hope you renew yeah. and you pay again. And then I moved into community manager where all I yeah. do is wonder how I can serve people. And that's what I do as a coach. So yeah. I've been quite intentional about aligning my career so that I can still be one me, whether, whether it's, mm. you know, right now, 7.30 at night, I'm the same me that I was at nine o'clock on a call for work. Yeah. And I'm able to leverage and really experiment with my strengths in both areas. Mm-hmm. Right. Connection. That's one of my strengths. Strategic thinking. That's one of my strengths. I do it on both sides. Yeah. And so then there's always so much to explore, but in a deeper way mm-hmm. that I, I probably am not explaining in the best way. But I just say this to say for anybody who worries that adding a dimension to their career will make them feel scattered yeah. or make them feel torn or, you know, that whole jack of all trades, master of none. It, yeah. I found it's not true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it doesn't devalue your career to have these different strings and these different bows and for many of us it can be the most freeing thing to give ourselves permission to explore those threads yeah Ooh. Yes. Yes. To all of that. Thank you so much for sharing a couple of things that you just shared that really stuck out to me was one when we are compartmentalizing compartmentalizing ourselves like I am the Sheila here at work in my day job and I'm the Sheila that goes to yoga and then I'm the Sheila at home with my um, with my spouse, like all of these different dimensions, if they feel compartmentalized versus just um, this more multidimensional sense or self, then that can actually be really, it can physically manifest in the body, which I'm sure that we'll get into as well. But that feeling like you have to hold back in certain places or even move your body differently or interact in a specific way that is not aligned with who you really are, that can have repercussions on a variety of levels. You're not fooling anybody and least yourself. Like there is so much that's happening in the background. So that's one piece that really came up for me as you were sharing that. And the other one is I definitely agree with you. The reason that I was able to thrive when I was in my sales job was because I was creating programs that had nothing to do with my job. And because of that, I built so many connections throughout our building. And that was a really beautiful thing for me is that I got to meet so many people because I was having them host dinners for um, groups of employees. And when I went to my next job, which I only, it was only a year's time. I was a project manager. I actually wasn't given that same ability. Like the president Mm. was like, Oh, we don't need that. People, people already get too much. We don't need programs like that. And and that way I felt extremely limited because I wasn't able to creatively, Mm. um, shine and to feel like I was really lifting people up in the way that I knew that I could. Mm. And so uh, again, I want to, I guess just say again that it's so important for for everybody to consider like what else could you be doing that could make you feel more alive and more happy because once you do that you might then be seen as someone in your workplace that could go for another job like it, 
any time that you can find something that you're passionate about where your strengths shine, even if you're not being, mm. you're not in that role yet, it could be an opportunity not only for you to be happier and feel more purposeful, but for other people to say, Hey, look at her, look at him. And like, we, we should have them up in the, this area. Um, there's so mm. many different things that, that can happen when you step into that realm of possibility. A hundred percent. And I feel like there's so much that we touched on there. There's one thing that came to mind. And I think, I think most listeners, I think most folks are, are, are familiar with the term of being like emotionally constipated, right? Kind of having an emotional block, not being able to express. And I think we get that in our careers with our expression. Mm. Our careers are a form of expression. And in many ways, that's the gift of them. I think so often we look at what it takes from us, right? How many hours in the day do I spend in this job and on the clock and all of that stuff? But what it really provides is a vehicle for that expression and having different vehicles for that, whether it is a paid role, whether it's volunteering, whether it's being active in your religious community, whatever that kind of looks like, really being conscious about having those vehicles for expression, having those containers that you can kind of, you know, oh, this one's full, let me spill it over here and over there and kind of having that sort of generosity and I think that's a huge thing that I've been learning and saw all the more clearer because you know both of us we knew each other before doing a program but we did a program on embodiment and I know for me you know and I will hands up another caveat you are listening to two coaches who identify as high achievers that discovered and unpacked embodiment and now mm. we can't, we can't pack it away. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? It's about even before we hit record, we were talking, I think you described yeah. it as like full, right? Mm. We didn't say we were busy. We said we're full. Yeah. Right. Cause we're, we're feeling into that capacity right. of a season in life or in my calendar it is full mm-hmm. and it's not a complaint right it's so easy to go oh it's busy all the negative yeah. attachment like how do you feel when you say the word busy or you hear Ugh. someone tell you that they're busy like if I ask you right now how's everything going you go busy I automatically feel sorry for you I automatically yeah. <laughs> regret asking I automatically feel like oh how is that for you? Are you okay? Yeah. Like, what's going on? You know, and when you say full, I go, oh, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? Full. Oh, what does mm. that what does that feel like? What does that mean? Right? Yeah. And this is not even us like being woo-woo. When we talk about embodiment, we it's literally embod body. Oh, Keyword body. Where are you yes. feeling that in your body? Just like we touched on, and I'd love for you to explore it a little bit deeper in terms of that that constipation be it emotional Mm -hmm. be it expression be it all of those things really Mm -hmm. manifesting in your body you know when I'm stressed and when I'm actually beyond stressed yeah it's my jaw my jaw is tense yes right so much so I'll go for a massage and they'll be like what is going on with you because you're so tight and so tense and I will be holding my jaw tight in place while I was sleeping yes grinding my teeth while I'm sleeping Mm -hmm. regular regular day heck there's one thing as well when I sit down to have a massage or any sort of treatment that requires me to relax. I used to go and get my nails done. Let me use this one as an example. Mm-hmm. And the um, the manicurist used to have to shake my hands to get me to relax my fingers mm. so that they can turn it from side to side to put on the polish or to do the filing. 
they were like, just relax your hands. They'd have to say that to me. In a treatment that's probably yeah. about 30 to 40 minutes, yeah. they would have to tell me to relax about 12 times. Bearing mm. in mind, my only job is to relax. Mm-hmm. I'm not reading anything. There might be something on the screen, some music playing, but that's what would happen. I am tense at a moment when I shouldn't be, mm-hmm. even more so when I'm just going about day to day. And over time, like I alluded to massage, over time that can start to shorten your muscles, pains, aches, right? And it might sound like I'm being dramatic, but your body will tell you these things and it will communicate with you in these places. And what can become really, really powerful, um, you know, and you can do this with, there are many techniques that you can do yourself, but if you're working with a coach, that has an understanding of this, it takes it to another level. Yeah. I think this is one thing that I mentioned to you, Sheila, when we both, we both discovered we were doing the course, by the way. It wasn't yeah. a thing that was just like, hey, I saw this. Do you want to do it, girl? Like, it yeah. was like, a, I'm learning this thing and I'm loving it. And it's like, wait, what's it called? <laughs> and it was like, oh my gosh. Because, you know, and we really just vibed off the fact that the people that we work with mm-hmm. are, are the us's of the past. Mm-hmm. tense driven high achieving you know like 100 percent perfectionist go 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 everything is yes all of the things so when you ask somebody like that right yeah. who is like type a give me the tool give me the technique give me the framework give me the checklist yes. and you go but where are you feeling that in your life? <laughs> and they mm-hmm. blink mm-hmm. <laughs> and they look at you and they go um Oh, um, but it unlocks another level because it's the question that we're not asked. Like that's Mm -hmm. the power of coaching in the first instance. We ask the question that your loved ones aren't going to ask you. Your peers aren't going to ask you. We're going to ask the questions that you go, where does that even come from? But I'm going to answer it. I'm going to follow the journey. So when we start to ask you questions about how you are feeling in your body, not just Mm -hmm. emotionally, it unlocks that level for you to start to see maybe some of the associations you've made to start to even understand what it feels like to feel good mm-hmm. in your body, like an embodied yes or an embodied no, mm-hmm. right? All of those sort of different things, or even, you know, I come from a Jamaican background. I now, when I look back and know what I know about embodiment, I'm now understanding that when the elders used to say, I don't really like that person. My spirit doesn't take to them. Mm. And it used to be like, spirit, you're what? It's an intuitive hit. They felt yeah. in their body. Yeah. That person came around and they felt it and they were like, mm, no, not for me. Mm-hmm. Not for me. Mm-hmm. So how, how does all of this connect? Like, Because I guess what we're really talking about sometimes is our nervous system. Mm-hmm. So what are the things that we should be aware of? Like how, how, how does this embodiment work show up when you're working Mm -hmm. with your clients? Like where have you seen it be most powerful? Yeah. Great question. And I want to touch on that piece that you mentioned as well around this misconception that feeling is woo woo. Like I've had Mm. some people respond when I say, well, feel into it. And I don't know where they are in terms of their embodied self-awareness, which is what we're talking about. Mm. Embodied self-awareness is understanding where your body is in space and time and what's happening in your body. If you haven't learned about embodied self-awareness, even with with or without that physical, uh, that, that name given to it, 
you might think that feeling into something is woo-woo or is spiritual Mm. or is witchy or witchcraft. When really, when we are not touching in with our bodies and listening to our bodies, our bodies are always talking. Are we listening? We are Mm. leaving things on the table. We're leaving money on the table. We're leaving deep relationships on the table. We're leaving, leading a more connected, more abundant lifestyle on the table. When we do not embody and learn to feel into our embodiment. And I think Mm. that that is so important if you are out there and just learning about feeling into your body and still thinking about it being this woo-woo spirituality, start to to pick up some research and and dig in or, or listen to the rest of this podcast and we will turn that around for you. And this is what is so exciting because the research, what we can learn, it's right here. It is in this present moment. And that is the first step and sometimes the hardest step. It is the pause, the ability to pause and to notice. So for you, Jazz, you noticed, oh, I'm not relaxed. And it took someone else to point that out. I'm not relaxed here. That's step one. And that can be a step that you actually stay in for a handful of weeks. When am I relaxed? When am I not relaxed? What does relaxation feel like in my body? And starting to understand that. I worked with a group of high schoolers actually last week. I was teaching them yoga for like this summer camp that they were at that I got hired as a yoga instructor. And the assignment that I gave them at the end of our time together was to notice throughout the next week when they were holding their breath. Mm. Oh, you got me there. (laughs) Notice when you're holding your breath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Started working with a personal trainer. Yeah. And she's just like, breathe. When you do something new, you sometimes mm-hmm. stop breathing. I'm going to need you to breathe. Mm-hmm. In those crunch moments where I'm like, I can't do it. How many more reps? And she's yep. just like, five more. Are you breathing? Breathe. I can't hear you. Are you breathing? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not breathing. <laughs> oh, okay. And what I believe mm-hmm. I'm capable of when I breathe, different. Mm-hmm. What it feels like when I breathe, yeah. different. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Just Jazz Private Coaching, the six month one to one experience for high achievers to carve their unique and limitless careers free from overwhelm and underwhelm. With challenging and curious coaching, we get knee deep in all the things getting in the way of you having a hell yeah career instead of a career that feels meh. If this sounds great to you, book a call today at justjazz.co forward slash coaching, where we will map out the what and how of working together. What's really beautiful about breath that I'll quickly mention is that respiration is the chemical process that's unconsciously happening in our bodies without us doing anything. We're constantly that respiration process is happening, but breathing is something that we can consciously change and that we can consciously um, alter. And so as you think about respiration, you can think about my body's taking care of me when I'm going through the the process of respiration. It's that chemical process of um, allowing you to get the oxygen that you need. 
Breath, however, is something that you can say, okay, am I breathing into my heart space? Am I breathing into my belly? Am I breathing at all? Can I breathe in for a four <laughs> count? Can I breathe out for a six count? All of these things which wrap us back into our breath and the breath can be um, one of the quickest ways to start to regulate your central nervous system. Oof. Did you hear that, folks? Breathe. Breathe. Take a breath right now. Let's all take a take collective a breath. breath. Let's do it. <laughs> mm, inhale and exhale. Mm-hmm. That was needed. A hundred percent. A hundred percent needed. It's so fascinating to me how much of our existence is on some kind of unconscious autopilot. And then the power that we unlock when we make the unconscious conscious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, going back to the example that I shared on training, Mm -hmm. being conscious of my breathing automatically increased my capacity. Being conscious of my emotional state helps me navigate it, right? If I'm conscious that I'm feeling a little low, I'm able to kind of give my partner a heads up. Mm-hmm. If I'm conscious, I'm tired, I'm able to send that email and say, hey, can we move the meeting? Yeah. But if I'm not conscious, in many ways, I don't claim the power that's there waiting for me. I don't mm. claim that agency. Mm-hmm. I roll through and then I feel less and less like this is a life that I get to do. Mm-hmm. This is the work that I get to do. But it becomes, it goes into that realm of have to do. Mm-hmm. And it goes from being full to being busy. Mm-hmm. because you relinquish the control and you don't have a grasp on your on your boundaries. Like this podcast mm-hmm. is called The Limitless Career Podcast. Yeah. I want every listener to create that with boundaries. Mm-hmm. Kind of going back to what we were saying at the beginning. I'm not saying run yourself in the ground into a million different directions. That is not what limitless means. Limitless is exploring our capacity, exploring our potential, being brave and doing that quite intentionally but also it means going okay I've hit an edge here there's an edge here I'm going to pause here I'm not going to force myself through that edge I'm going to take a breath I'm going to take a beat I'm going to take a weekend off I'm going to move that meeting I'm going to ask that we have cameras off for this call. Heck, I'm going to change this Zoom meeting into a phone call and I'm going to go for a walk while I do it Yeah, it doesn't make your career any less limitless. In fact, those decisions become the things that power, power you coming back and pushing the boundaries when everything's in place, when when the time is right, when you have the capacity to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Setting those. I, I love all of the examples that you just gave. I love all of those examples. And on top of that, like level two is Mm. being able to do those things and not feel guilty about it, not feel bad about it. Because the first time that you switch that meeting from video to phone call, it's going to feel weird. That first time Mm. that you tell that friend that you can't meet them out because you want a night to yourself, it's going to feel weird. You might think that you've lost yourself, that you, for me, I'd be like, I guess I'm, I'm no longer young. Like I have no interest in going out. I've no, you know, where's that young life? Look, I'm a proud elder millennial. Okay. I'm an elder millennial. That's right. That's right. And so I often will encourage people when you're making these switches, if it feels weird, 
there's, it doesn't mean that it's wrong. If it feels weird, Mm. but it's aligned with your values, right? There's the, it feels bad and it doesn't align with my values. Okay. Don't do it. If it feels weird, but it aligns with your values, your future self, where you want to go, who you want to be, then be like, Oh, here it is. Jazz and Sheila said that it was Mm. coming. They said it would be hard. They said that I'd feel awkward or that I'd feel guilty. But what that is, is that is you building new neural pathways in your brain, like actual pathways. You are building new bricks to go along so that there are these new neural pathways so you can make these decisions with more ease and less guilt. And so when it feels weird, expect it and keep going forward. Oh, you got into the neuroscience. I love it. <laughs> I went there. But that's the, you know, is mm-hmm. that you went, you went all the way there, but I'm mm-hmm. here for it because again, it becomes a space where once we're conscious of it, we can make that empowered decision. We can make that choice um, and be really intentional, especially around values, right? And this is something that we've had mm-hmm. conversations about values and feeling a sense of purpose in your career and like feeling like as in, in the literal sense, right? In the embodied sense, like what has that been like for you in in your career journey? Because you've had those pivotal moments Mm -hmm. where you changed everything around Mm -hmm. um, and continue to change things around, right? Um, Adding the dimensions, removing dimensions, pausing dimensions, all of those things. Mm -hmm. What has that that been like to navigate? Yeah, so what comes to mind is that I was quite disconnected from my body, even as somebody who was uh, very into movement, fitness, et cetera. I would try to meditate. I, I was like one of those quote unquote bad meditators. I was like, oh, I can't do that. I'm, ba- I'm bad at meditating. There's no bad. You're just out of practice. And I remember when I was thinking about quitting my job, I had a phone call with my best friend from childhood. And I said, I don't align with this job anymore. I want to quit. Everybody's telling me not to because they're worried about benefits, healthcare. In the United States, mm-hmm. we do not have healthcare if you do not have a job. And that's why everybody stays in the jobs that they hate even more than some other countries that do have, um, are privy to healthcare without having a, a job that allows them that. That's like an important piece of context, I think, because that's how a lot of people mm-hmm. are scared into keeping their jobs is because of the benefits, because of the healthcare. Um, and so I knew that I was going to leave that job. And I was talking with her and she said, wow, you just sound so calm and you sound so kind of confident in this. It wasn't this crying, I hate it here. I need to do mm. something else. Because <laughs> Sense of resolve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's that difference, right? When you're making a decision out of emotional flailing and you're like, I have to do something. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I got to get out. Do not make a decision when you're in that place. Calm into yeah. a state of emotional regulation. And so I was in a state where I felt very emotionally regulated, but I was surprised. Like my whole body was like this hell yes to leaving and hell no to staying. And I could feel that in my in my physical body. Um, so that was one of the most potent memories that I have of experiencing that. Now, a part of this story as well is that I was going through this period of grief and grief manifests in the, in the body as well, unresolved grief. And so even as I went through the next few months and as I went traveling with um, my then boyfriend, my now husband, that grief started to really come out when we were on our trip and traveling 
through a period of grief when that's all coming out, it's both a beautiful thing and, a, and an extremely challenging thing because I needed more sleep and more rest. And we were in these different <laughs> countries. And sometimes we just needed to go lay in a park, which Europe offers fantastic opportunities to just go lay in a park anywhere. <laughs> and it's like what people are doing normally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that was a really interesting experience of needing to take care of my body and actually having the opportunity to do so because what happens when we are running on autopilot throughout lives that we didn't necessarily choose consciously, i.e. a corporate job that someone says you're good at and that you just keep climbing the ladder in and convincing yourself you're happy in we become dysregulated from our bodies and we're not paying attention to what our body necessarily needs, what our stress cycle is like. Heck, we're sometimes in a stress cycle, chronic stress cycle, and we don't even realize it for months on end until we crash. And going through that process of having the time and space was so powerful for me. And it it started to build those that foundation that I then needed in order to not only build my own life, but to build future programs for the women that I work with, which was is understanding that moment of coming into the present moment of gaining more embodied self-awareness and what is called interoception, which is are you familiar with proprioception? Proprioception is like understanding no, where your body is in time and space. Give us. So proprioception mm -hmm. is if you think about yourself, I'll just use yoga as an example since that's something I'm quite comfortable talking about, is if you're in a yoga pose and you're in, let's say, high lunge, right? You're just like doing a high lunge. Um, Mm -hmm. you, it's being able to recognize like where your foot is, your back foot is in relativity to your front foot. Okay. or where your arms are in the air. Like here is my body. It's just being able to feel where mm -hmm. your body is in space and time is proprioception. So knowing when your head is tilted or when your arms are up, that's being able to like yeah. know where your body is. So people who are like dancers might have great proprioception. They can like point their toes mm -hmm. and like make these different motions like very quickly and um, elegantly. Whereas interoception is actually understanding what's happening within the body. So it's, it's mm. noticing, Ooh, my heart is beating really fast right now, even though, um, you know, I, I just thought I saw something that I didn't, but I can't get my heart to slow down. That's interoception, you know, and somebody like scares you and you're like, man, like it's still, it, my heart is still going. Um, or noticing that your stomach feels clenched or noticing, um, what's happening in your connective tissues and your lungs, et cetera. So what's happening on an uh, internal level, which is getting into more of the depth work because we can't just go from not acknowledging our bodies at all to jumping into interoception. But the magic, the key is bring yourself back into the present and first incorporating those tools to be more present in your life like even taking one moment a day to center, which part of the course that Jazz and I were in, we would do centering and centering activity at the beginning of each um, uh, each speaker series. We would do a, a centering exercise. And even that is a great way to start building in the presence, which just like any muscle, talking about personal training, mm -hmm. just like any muscle that you start to flex, it becomes easier and easier over time. Oh, so much to try out, so much to feel. 
What is your career teaching you right now? Ooh, right now, it is teaching me that there are things out there for me. I'm keeping this extremely simple, but there are things out there for <laughs> me that I did not even imagine were possible. And me having a direct plan of what's going to happen is actually not the best. Um, it, it is not the best measure of like success. And I say this because mm. my business right now is growing so many different arms. My career is growing so many different arms. I mean, I'm doing mm. a lot more experiences and retreats than I thought that I would. I just yeah. opened an in-person, um, an in-person coaching space in Denver. Didn't know that that was going to happen. I yeah. also am start, I'm like teaching high school students yoga. I just didn't even think <laughs> about that being part of like what I was going to be spending my time on. I have my virtual one-on-one. I have my group coaching program. And I say this because if I had said no to the things that were not on my list or in my list. yearly plan, Ooh. yeah, I would have not experienced so many of the incredible things that are happening right now. And so this is what happens when you begin to step into more alignment with your values and with your hell yes and your hell no. And then everything else comes to match it. And it it can give you surprise. It could make you surprised. And I didn't know I was going to like this. I didn't know I'd be good at this. Or letting things go, burning things down that you actually don't relate to at all. And not trying to hold on to it because of ego. And like I said, I was going to do this, so I won't. I mean, so that I, I will. Um, yeah. So it's it's teaching me that that process of letting go and holding on. Mm-hmm. Oh, love it. Plans loosely held. Leaving space, leaving some room. Where can folks follow this full and expansive journey? Where yeah. can people connect with you? People can connect with me on my website at SheilaAnn.com, as well as I'm on Instagram, she flows and grows, um, which I encourage everybody to hop on there and laugh with me in reels and um, reach mm-hmm. out in direct messages. So those are the places that you can find me virtually. And then of course, um, people that are in the Colorado area or that Love are it. traveling to Colorado or that want to travel to Costa Rica, those are a couple places that you can find me in the coming months. Amazing. We'll have all of those links in the show notes. Thank you so much for having this conversation, being so open, oh, sharing all the gems. Thank you so much for having me, Jazz. This was such an amazing conversation with you. What an episode. Want to continue the conversation? Join the Limitless Letter to get weekly resources for your high-achieving career in a place where we all get what it means to embrace ambition and declare your desires. Go to justjazz.co forward slash join and I'll see you there.